Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema." I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about the first episode of Marvel Studios Loki. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Glorious Purpose, written by Michael Waldron and directed by Kate Herron. The opening sequence of the series is taken from Avengers and Avengers Endgame New York City 2012. The music is the same that Alan Silvestri composed for Endgame. Loki's impression of Captain America is different from what we saw in Endgame. I think it was from one of the deleted scenes of Endgame itself. Loki's hair also doesn't match as per 2012 Avengers. Hulk is not allowed to enter the lift. Even Loki waving at Hulk doesn't match the Avengers Endgame scene. When Hulk bursts out of the stage, stairway door the case carrying the tesseract slams open and the tesseract slips right next to loki's feet loki picks it up opens a portal and escapes the music is different from what it was in the end game focused more on the titular character loki the marvel studios logo turns green and gold showcasing loki's colors the next scene opens with a shot of a water droplet in the desert it's my favorite shot of the episode we see an upside down reflection of an insect crawling up the dune a portal opens and we see Loki crash landing the camera tracks in from the ground level to show Loki this shot is reminiscent of Iron Man crash landing after his escape from the 10 rings it reiterates that this series is about Loki's redemption when Loki spots the mongolian locals in the gobi desert he rushes to stand on a rock to have an elevated position of power loki says i am loki of asgard and i'm burdened with glorious purpose which is also the episode's title the locals don't understand a word they ask who he is and why he has come to their home before loki can answer he sees a portal door opening and tva agents walk through the agents assess the tesseract and Loki warns them not to touch it. Hunter B15 walks through the portal. B15 says, "It appears to be a standard sequence violation. On behalf of the Time Variance Authority, I hereby arrest you for crimes against the sacred timeline." Loki has had a long day. He has had his fill of idiots in armored suits telling him what to do, so he gives TVA agents a warning to back off. This variant of Loki is L1130. B15 punches Loki and Loki moves at 1/6 speed, but he feels the pain in real time. Loki is arrested and B15 picks up the tesseract. A reset charge is placed to restore the timeline. It starts glowing orange and changes its color to purple. When Loki is dragged inside the TVA, the tesseract's glow considerably diminishes as if it is depowered. Loki is brought in at the reception for processing. A Skrull variant is already being processed there. Loki tries to escape but his arrest collar remotely connected to the time twister brings him back next to B15. Loki is still behaving like he is the king of the world. Loki says, "You cross me and there'll be deadly consequences." Loki is thrown inside an elevator where a robot strips him down. When Loki says, "Now hang on just a minute," he's dropped down. He is now in a TVA jumpsuit instead of fine 
Asgardian leather. A man waits with his cat at the desk to make Loki sign everything he has said in his lifetime. If I were in Loki's place, I wouldn't just sign any document without reading it. The moment he signs the papers, he's dropped down again. There's a security scanner that Loki needs to pass through to confirm that he's an organic being and not a robot. Loki says, do people not know that they're robots? What if I'm a robot and I didn't know it? The guard says the machine would melt you from the inside out. Now move it along. Was this scanner built for Vision or Ultron because they are mighty enough to overthrow the TVA? Case in point, the what-if episodes, what if zombies and what if Ultron won? The design of the ceiling lights in the holding area whilst collecting tickets feels like a thousand eyes watching your every move from above. There's also a poster with an eye sign where it says, everything here is watched and recorded. There are plenty of TVA propaganda posters like Behave or Get Your Clock Cleaned. Loki says, this is a mistake. I shouldn't be here. A woman's voice pours in over the PA. She says, hi there. You probably must be saying, this is a mistake. I shouldn't even be here. And we see a propaganda animation video of the TVA by Miss Minutes, voiced by Tara Strong. Multiverse war, timeline-seeking supremacy, destruction, timekeepers creating a sacred timeline. If you wear off the path that they've decided for you, you create a nexus event and are considered a variant. For all time, always. Time Variance Authority Narrative Commission. We now see the title sequence of Loki. It feels like that the text Loki is being photocopied and each photocopy is a variant. 1549, Anx on Provence, France. Mobius M. Mobius and his TVA agents investigate the crime scene. TVA agents were killed and reset charge is missing. This is an important detail. The relevance will be revealed by the end of the second episode. A child enters and Mobius questions the child about the incident. He gives the child his temper to play with. The child reveals that the devil is responsible for the incident. A TVA agent shows variant Loki's file to Mobius. Name Loki Laufison, race Frost Giant, sex Fluid, alias Loki Odinson and God of Mischief. Murals are painted on the walls of the TVA coat. One resembles a young version of Stan Lee. Ravona Renslayer is the acting judge and inquires how Loki pleads. Being the arrogant person that Loki is, Loki says, a god doesn't plead. He's guilty of being the god of mischief but not guilty of the crimes against the sacred timeline. He says the Avengers time traveled and caused this so they are to blame and not him. How does he know that the Avengers time traveled? Come on, Loki is just taking a wild guess. If Loki had this information during Avengers Endgame, he would have done everything in his power to foil Avengers' plan and not just steal the Tesseract. Ravona has no answers about what the timekeepers do and what she is doing for them. Dictating the proper flow of time, my foot. When Loki tries to use his magic to escape, magic doesn't work. Even after all this, he wants to go home, back to Asgard. Ravona sentences Loki to be reset. Mobius intervenes and suggests Loki can be of use. The interaction between Mobius and Ravona Renslayer feels like there's something between the two of them. When Loki asks, who are you? The scene should have cut to the scene in the elevator with Mobius introducing himself. I'm Mobius, by the way. I would have written and edited it that way. Opportunity missed.
paused. The rest of the conversation about burning the place to the ground, the nightmare department and the magic could have unfolded later. If you can recall, the nightmare department sounds like the dream department from the movie Inside Out, but only scary over here. Loki is smart enough to catch up on the fact that timekeepers slash space lizards decide the fate of trillions of people, which is absurd. Mobius takes Loki to the time theater. When Loki says, trust is for children and dogs, I agree, Loki. I agree with you 100%. Mobius questions Loki about his plans to rule the world. Mobius shows Loki his greatest hits. All Marvel Cinematic Movies with Loki's Story Beats. It starts off weird because it shows the Battle of New York out of order. The eyeball incident which was after he had brainwashed Hawkeye but before the actual battle begins. And Phil Coulson's death after that. The D.B. Cooper sequence has no motivation to be there. Other than the fact that it's Mobius's favourite story and that he's being indulgent. I too fail to see any relevance or bearing. Mobius shows Loki that he would have been responsible for Frigga's death if he had left with Thor post the Battle of New York. That's the proper flow of time and it happens again and again and again. Loki thinks it's an illusion but it also breaks his heart seeing his mom die. He throws his chair at the projection in retaliation. The reel shows the iconic round trolley shot of the Avengers assembling for the very first time and Mobius underlines that Loki's glorious purpose is to help heroes become better versions of themselves. Loki tries to escape but Mobius brings him back using the time twister and Loki falls to the ground. When Mobius extends his hand to help Loki get up, with a slide of hand Loki steals the time twister. B-15 informs Mobius that they lost another unit. When Mobius gets back to the time theatre, Loki is missing. Loki threatens Casey to cut him like a fish if he doesn't give him the tesseract. How does Casey not know what a fish is? We are shown that the Infinity Stones are used as paperweights in the TVA. I understand that the Infinity Saga is over, but Michael Waldron reducing the Infinity Stones to mere stones is ridiculous. Our heroes sacrifice their lives for it. Loki time twists himself back to the time theatre and watches his reel again. He cries over his mother's death, his father's death, the bond he builds with Thor, and ultimately his own death at the hands of Thanos. Loki realizes he cannot go back to his timeline. He makes a confession that he doesn't enjoy hurting people. It's all an illusion, an elaborate lie. He says the same thing he had said to describe the TVA earlier. Cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. Mobius seeks Loki's help to capture the variant because it's a variant of Loki. 1858, Selena, Oklahoma. Loki variant burns Minutemen and Hunter U-92 and steals the reset charge. My expectation for the end of Loki series is TVA needs to burn down to the ground, Casey needs to see a fish, Mobius needs to change teams and get on Loki's side. When I watched this episode for the very first time, I really enjoyed it. I thought that the makers redeemed Loki of 2012 that we have seen since 2011 and wrapped his character arc of 7 years in a 45 minute episode. I thought now we'll get to much greater stuff. I was intrigued but I had no idea I was setting myself up for disappointment. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching The Awesome Pod Mix page on Patreon and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.